Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here. Hope everyone is doing well. I want to give you a trip report I took recently in the month of September 2021. I went to the country of Ukraine. And everyone was thinking, well, um, why on earth would he want to go there? Well, curiosity more than anything. So I decided to pack my bags and go on a short visit to Ukraine's capital city of Kiev. Now, Ukraine is a country that periodically makes the news, usually from a negative standpoint. So it isn't one that sits near the top of people's must-visit list. However, for a person like me, me who sometimes travels to unusual or obscure locations around the world, my quest to visit a place like Kiev, a.k.a. Kiev, or K-Y-I-V, as opposed to K-I-E-V, my quest to visit this place in the Ukraine should really not be a surprise. Now, Kiev is a reasonably sized bustling city with a population of about 3 million people and, of course, traffic congestion. I knew there would be a language barrier to some degree, but based on my previous travels around the world, most countries know the important English words such as taxi and beer. However, somehow we all seem to muddle through to get the questions answered that we want even if we have to use hand signals. I booked a room at the unpronounceable, and excuse me for saying this, Kreshiatik Hotel, spelt K-H-R-E-S-C-H-A-T-Y-K. Now you understand why I can't pronounce it. This was located adjacent to Independence Square, an area of historical importance for the city. Unfortunately, and I found out about this when I got there, the hotel was under renovation during my visit, so the view from my room was actually scaffolding. Although the city has an excellent public transport system, my safest form of travel was really walking with a map and my iPhone's GPS app, as to not get lost and be forced to ask for directions. That may have been problematic. So for the duration of my visit, I walked about six miles a day. Any attempt to use the trains or buses could have forced me in to pronounce words like Centralin or Akademicheko or Vidubici or Mikhaila Hureshkikolko Street, something like that. Probably got all of those incorrect when I pronounce them. Yes, it would be a problem if I had to ask someone for directions. They probably would have just walked away. Well, in addition, my iPhone was busy during my visit taking many photographs and videos. Of course. 
The COVID requirement for entry is just, or was at the time in September, just a proof of vaccination and an insurance coverage from a Ukrainian certified company. So I'd obviously been vaccinated, so I got online and got insurance. It cost me about $20 or something like that. Now, when I went there in September, the country was actually green-listed in the European Union. However, masks are required inside buildings. If you forget, someone will remind you, as they did to me. Pure accident. However, since then, the US has labelled Ukraine as a level four country, which is basically red-listed. So I'm not sure what's gone on there since I left. I have a rough idea, and you might understand that a bit later on on this podcast. Now, if you've ever been to Moscow or St. Petersburg in Russia, you will be aware of the extraordinary architecture there. And although Ukraine is, of course, independent today, they have many historic and beautiful buildings as well. The iconic monument located at Independence Square was built in 2001 on the 10th anniversary of of Ukraine's independence, which happened in 1991, of course, when the Soviet Union collapsed. It is about 200 feet in height. Very important statue in Independence Square it is for the people of that country. The Golden Gate was originally built in the year 1024 as one of three entrances to the city when it was walled. It was dismantled in the Middle Ages, but rebuilt in 1982 by the Soviets. The other two no longer exist, but this Golden Gate represents an excellent photo opportunity. So, of course, I took one. One of the most impressive buildings in the city I came across is the golden-domed St. Michael's Monastery. Its interior is absolutely spectacular with gold everywhere and priceless artwork and statues, it's blue on the exterior. Now, on the inside, photography was forbidden, as it was in most of these precious places, obviously because of the artwork and statues. Photography or flash photography can cause damage. So I honoured that and respected it and just purchased some postcards on the way out of the door. I didn't see anyone taking pictures, by the way, just to let you know. I thought about visiting the National Opera House, but I arrived in the city a day after Swan Lake was staged and leaving the day before the Nutcracker was scheduled. How about that for a coincidence? I call it the Teasdale Factor. Yep, this stuff happens to me. The spectacular interior of the National Opera House is similar to the iconic Bolshoi Theatre in Moscow. Now, the Bolshoi Theatre in Moscow, I was fortunate to be in Moscow during the final week of the Soviet Union's existence in 1991, the month of December. Yes, it was a precious time, an unbelievable time in Moscow, but the Bolshoi was open, so I went there, and it is an extraordinary place. Now, in Kiev, uh, to name a few more treasures of the city, there is St. Sophia's Cathedral, St. Elijah's Church, the Kiev Founder's Statue, the Great Lavra Bell House, and Vidubici Monastery, St. Panthalamino 
I didn't pronounce that right, but it's a nunnery, and the Cathedral of St. Pantaleon. But there's lots more, to be honest with you. Now, one famous site I intended to visit, but was talked out of it, is Chernobyl. Remember that, a historic site. But it's all not for a good thing, actually. Even though, if you remember this incident, the nuclear accident happened back in 1986, this person's opinion to me told me that, well, he said the radiation levels were still a concern in the area. And that created enough doubt in my mind to cancel my trip. There was plenty of other stuff to see. Now, there are many modern shopping malls, including Globus, which I walked around a couple of times. It is located underground at Independence Square. Fashion shops are prevalent, as are beauty salons. Every beauty salon and hairdressing salon was actually packed. Now, I must say, the ladies of Kiev, they really take care of themselves. They really were abundant in these beauty salons, doing themselves up, so to speak. Anyway, back on the street, it was pretty like a normal city, but there's obviously a lot to see. The weather at the time when I was there was coolish, with the occasional rain, so I made sure I was wrapped up accordingly. As is normal in most cities in the world, I found, believe it or not, an Irish pub. All I had to do was Google Irish pubs or British pubs in Kiev. Well, I found O'Brien's, and it served a decent Irish stew and a pint of Kilkenny beer. Now, Ukrainians are huge coffee drinkers, and there is an abundance of cafes and street vendors selling, of course, coffee, or the different types. I did not see a Starbucks, so I assumed that they were not invited to set up shop there. So maybe one day they will. But there's stiff competition, I can tell you. The coffee is actually very good. As for Ukrainian food, let me just say it isn't one of my favourites. Now, for dinner one night, I visited the Mafia restaurant. Quite the name. What could possibly go wrong? However, for a brief moment in time, I did consider ordering a smoked duck pizza. However, common sense prevailed, and instead... I ate one with familiar ingredients. You know the ones that I mean with just meat, like pepperoni and sausage meat, etc. During my visit, I did notice a little edginess, likely because of recent political issues. I won't delve into them at all, but you can read about it in newspapers and, of course, on the internet. But it was still safe for me to visit. In fact, one morning... I decided to walk to one of the historical sites in the city. It was a long walk, a couple of miles, and I came across a gathering of armed police and a large group of military personnel. I walked a bit further, and there was actually a sizable demonstration with people wearing T-shirts. I think it translated as Save the Ukraine T-shirts, and many were blowing horns and carrying flags and banners. It seemed peaceful enough. I saw a few people laughing, but of course the police were there and the military were there just in case something bad happens. So it seemed peaceful, like I said, and I felt comfortable walking right through the middle of the protesters. They didn't get in my way or stop me. Was it obvious that I was a tourist? No, not at all. 
but I had to do this to get to my destination further down the street, primarily because there was no other route to take. Besides that, I spent a fair bit of time in my hotel. It was half decent, wasn't luxury, it was nice, and I had a couple of pints of Stella beer at the bar. There was like a nightclub next door. I visited that one night. Um, but I did get up the massage in my room, which was quite pleasant, uh, professional masseuse. And that was really good. On the floor, there was a beauty salon like there was everywhere. And they were always busy, um, I guess, uh, putting makeup or doing people's hair, or female, of course, in the hotel. But it was time to check out. And so my hotel booked a taxi to take me to the airport at 4 a.m. So, of course, the alarm clock in my room was going to ring pretty early. Now, even though Uber is operational in the city, I was not going to take a chance and potentially miss my flight because I couldn't flag down an Uber. So, the hotel ordered a taxi for me, and that turned up on time, and where I had a connection to my next destination. And that was it. That was my quick visit to Kiev uh, in Ukraine. Would I go back there? Probably because I have a lengthy book list, which actually still grows. I probably will not go. But if I did, it will be within the warmer weather months, you know, like June, uh, July. I only saw a portion of the historical buildings there. There was a lot more to see. I enjoyed walking around there. The people, even though... They appeared to be a bit nervous at times. They were friendly, good sense of humor. But above all, I had great memories. Yes, another place under my belt. Really liked it. So what's up next? Well, not sure, but there will be a place. As long as I can keep traveling, I will do exactly that. Thanks for joining me today. I will speak to you soon. Goodbye for now. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.